You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Welcome part back of the indeed. Lo- <laughs> I can't even get through the intro without laughing. It's, it's just a great day. We're not even going to do an intro. I'm Marcus. This is Landon. Let's get right into the podcast today. Uh, Landon, we had some interesting news happen about, what, two minutes before we were supposed to be potting? Two minutes? What are you talking? I literally had finished setting up my microphone, was getting my notes together to talk about wide receivers that we have looked over, uh, and just getting ready. Which we're still going to do, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we're still gonna, we're getting ready to maybe talk a little bit of combine stuff, because some of that information's coming out. And lo and behold, the uh, <laughs> NFL equivalent of a wash bomb gets dropped on my timeline, and my whole perspective just completely shifts. And now I... Uh, you're getting a very live reaction to the news that Jason Witten has decided to come out of retirement. Um, I don't even know where to start. So I, the Cowboys sent out a tweet that Jason Witten is returning for 16th season. 17th, is uh, it, was it? Or was it 16th? Maybe it was 16th. I think it's 16th now. He had one season he was Oh, because he's okay. um, uh, He'll be 37 in May. Um, and we talked about this on a lot on the podcast, but we thought the Cowboys had a tight end need going into the off season. <laughs> Is it a need anymore? Let's just start right there. Do the Cowboys still have a need at tight end with Jason Witten back? This is very fresh, so I mean, I think both of us are still kind of, I mean, very fresh, like less than five minutes old fresh. Um, so we're both of us are still trying to get our bearings on this, I think. Sure. Um... <sighs> You know, and my initial thought was, uh, I think the situation has has to be different to a certain degree. I mean, I, I think the, you know, I think when you've seen, look, it, we, those tight ends came in and and they didn't light the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I think that you saw enough from Jarwin and Schultz that when they got snaps and then they got opportunities to get in there, they improved throughout the year. Right. Sure. And and so I, I, you know, I think maybe the equation has changed. I I don't know. I I just feel like at least in my mind that, uh, that it's the, the mixture of how the tight ends got to work is, is going to be different. Uh, you know, and I think, I think there's a lot of assumption that, you know, he's going to come back in and, and, you know, going to take 97% of the snaps or whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. Why wouldn't we assume that, though? I mean, because that's for Witten's entire career. Well, he's got a new tight end coach. He's got a new offensive coordinator. He's been gone. Okay, but, uh, he's been but, but, gone from a year. They've got two new players at the position who, who more recently have produced that they like. Uh, there's a, there's a lot here that has changed in the last season, and I, I agree. Like I think the fact that he is Jason Witten and all that is the reason that he is back and he's being re-signed to come back and all that stuff. But I don't know that like his role on the team is the same as it has been, you know? I well, think- let me let me say this. This is why I think, I and mean, again, we're getting a lot of this information in real time, uh, but the contract they just gave him, I don't know if you've seen this or no, not, but Ian, Ian Rappaport said it's a one-year, $5 million deal. That's a lot of money for a guy that's that wouldn't be a full-time starter, right? That To me, when I look at that, that, th- that makes me think that they want Witten to be back in the same exact role that they had him last year. 
two years ago. What did they have? Uh, what did they have Hearns at last year yeah. or this year? Well, last year, I think it was about the same. I mean, he didn't get starter snaps. No, but the 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 plan was for Hearns to get starter snaps, right? You're, you're I mean, yeah, but I mean, the point is, is that I, I mean, things, I, I things are fluid. Yeah, sure. I think I, I don't think that you uh, money doesn't dictate snaps as as much as. I mean, I think opportunity to get that player. I mean, look, Jason Witten is still Jason Witten. I think he's provi- he can give you $5 million worth of value without being a starter. I think he probably is more likely to give you $5 million worth of value while not getting the lion's share of, of, of snaps. Look, I, I, I'm not I'm – not, I'm certainly not ruling out that, uh, that, that that could happen. I just, I just think that we should be uh, – you know, careful before just assuming that it automatically will. Because I, I really do believe there is a lot that has changed in the last year, not only at the position but in the offense. So I, I just think that uh, you know they and they've proven that they can you know get places without him and without uh, 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 Dez. So I, I just feel like the equation has changed a little bit. So there is the opportunity that that, that this may change as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think we're we're still learning it all as we go. Okay, I have a million different questions I want to ask you because we're still processing this. But let's, first of all, this move of bringing back Jason Witten all but ensures that Jeff Swaim is not returning next year, right? Yeah, I guess so. I would assume so. Um, I, I would. Is there is there really a spot for him on the roster now? With you have Dalton Schultz under contract, you have Blake Jarwin. Swaim can get better better snaps and more money elsewhere. I would assume, right? I, I think if if the idea, yeah, I mean, I think that they may carry four tight ends, but I don't think that they would. I, I don't think that they would now also additionally sign Swaim. Yeah, that's I, what I'm I, I agree. Yeah. So I think there's a chance that they could. I mean, maybe Rico still competes for that fourth tight end spot. Maybe they get grab somebody late in the draft. Uh, I think those are all in play. So going forward, we can we can assume that Witten, Schultz, and Jarwin are going to be the three tight ends on the roster that get the most snaps. Of the three, and again, it's hard to tell because we didn't see Witten at all last year, but of the three, who do you think is the best blocker right now? Between Schultz, uh, Jarwin, and, and Witten? Right. Um um, Schultz or Witten, probably. I, they, but they're almost different types of blockers. Yeah, right? absolutely. One is you know probably more of a physical you know, and then one one is more of a technician. And I think that that's the kind of thing that you would see with Schultz is that he's gonna. I mean, that's the thing is we don't know what Schultz is gonna look like. I mean, right now it doesn't really matter. What is Schultz gonna look like in August? That's the interesting question. So, uh, I, I think it, at that point it could be a toss up. Who knows? All right. My next question for you is how much of this uh, signing do you think was to mentor maybe some of the young tight ends? Maybe they just didn't think that Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin were were ready enough for a full-time role. Bring Witten in, kind of let him teach some of these young tight ends, and as the season goes along, maybe lean off of Witten a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the idea to me, I mean, just again, this is all (laughs) extremely new. Um I think the idea to me is that you, you want to get this guy in with this mixture of other guys and, and see and get a good room going. I, I don't think, you know, I mean, is Witten going to come in as the number one tight end? 
maybe, but is that does that mean that he necessarily is going to get the same percentage of snaps? Not necessarily. I think you know his role. Look, I, I, the thing I keep looking at or thinking about is Sean Lee. I mean, it sounds like that they're trying to bring Sean Lee back. You know, I, I, it sounds like that, and that's to me that's a curious move because how. How are you going to convince Sean Lee to take less money and play less snaps than he's used to play? Because I think for some of these guys, you know, after they've earned a certain amount of money in their career, they know that they're not the same level of players that they were before. I think that there's still value to them in being part of a team and in, in being, a, you know, a, a, an older veteran and, cha- you know, changing the role that they are on the team. And I think for a guy like Sean Lee, you know, look, he – He's not being brought back to be one of the top two guys, clearly. You know, we have two really great Absolutely. linebackers. Um, he, if he's coming back in this situation, he's doing it with open eyes. He's not doing it with the idea that he's probably going to be coming and beat one of these guys out, I, I, I don't think. I kind of feel like it, it may be not as clearly defined because you don't have two players of that caliber at tight end. But I, I kind of wonder if that isn't the similar situation with, with Jason Witten. Is like, look, I did the broadcasting thing. That did not work out. Uh, I still love football. I still have the desire for football. I still enjoy, you know, uh, when you're that kind of guy, you enjoy it. Like, you enjoy the camaraderie. You enjoy being part of a locker room. You enjoy the respect of, of, of being a leader on your team. You know, I think all those things are things that, and if you're being paid five million dollars to do it, like I think those are things that that make you comfortable with that with doing that. And I think part of that, uh, the other side of the agreement for the Cowboys is like, look, we we'd love to have you back. You you, you can provide us with this and this and that, but we also have these young guys that we want to work with that we want to that we want to you know have. Opportunities for, and we want to be able to get the ball to. So I think that for the Cowboys, they need to find a balance here, and I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen. I just think that for Jason Witten, I think the value to me is for him to come back to the Cowboys is more than just oh, I want to be the man. You know, I think that I think that's fair. I think that you know he he's he's a savvy guy, despite what his broadcast career may indicate. He's you know he's <laughs> he's. he's he is. He's smart, and he's you know he's a team player, and he's all of those things. And those guys eventually, you know, as they get older, before they're ready to call it quits, and clearly he wasn't quite ready to call it quits. They become role players. They become leaders, and 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 you know, good locker room glue guys. I think Jason Witten could do that as well as anybody in the league. And I think if if the idea is that he is part of a rotation. Um, is you know it may, again maybe he gets slightly more snaps than the rest of the guys depending on what his play is like that's fine, but I think that there is value to that. I, I think that it's it's all about how it plays out. It's all about what what kind of role they have in mind from. I don't. I, I just. I guess my my bottom line here is that I don't see it necessarily as this is Jason Witten definitely coming back and. You know they're going to put him in the same role. They're going to use him the exact same. I mean, I'm sure they'll use him the same way. But that that you know that he's going to be his usage might not be yeah, that as high. Yeah, yeah, right. and that is that is that they're going to be leaning on him to you know move the balls. Look, it's another guy who I still trust. No matter what, on third and five, 
Like it's exactly what I was going to say. I yep. still trust this guy to get open and catch the ball. Like I still uh, do. You know, I mean, I, I think I'll trust him to do that until he's fifty years old. Like, I, I, a, a, you know, a, a couple of really quick points. Um, John Jock Taylor just tweeted out a source told him that Witten has agreed to play a limited snap count for the Cowboys. He'll play, but not sixty snaps a game. That's brilliant. Uh, that was one of our. That's brilliant. Right. Like that. The the other thing. The other thing that I was going to say is my initial reaction when I saw this move. Besides, what in the world was? I think they're doing this because I don't think they're confident that Cole Beasley is going to come back. And yeah. They need somebody in the middle of the field that can get open against man in zone well, coverage. He can get you seven yards. This is exactly right? what we talked about. This is, I mean, what, two two or three pods ago? I, we talked about the fact that Cole Beasley may not be back and that you need to fill that role, but not necessarily with that player. You know, we talked about having we getting a tight end that could do that. It would be that third down conversion machine, the guy that can, you know, you can rely on being where you need him to be. Uh, when when you need him to be there uh, at the at the time, you know I think that that is where he can totally fill that Cole Beasley role. You know there were times when Cole Beasley and him were at were each at the top of their game and they were eating into each other, you know, because of the the, the targets that you kind of can distribute. I I think it's just another guy who can win on third down and get open. Uh, why wouldn't you want that? You know, like I, I think. Well, it, let me provide let me provide the the counter argument here because I know there's going to be people out there that are not happy about this news. The counter argument would be that they are wanting somebody who is a little bit more explosive to stretch the field, uh, you know, down the seam. Witten can't do that anymore. Uh, he couldn't do it in 2015. So are are you taking away some of your explosiveness by putting Witten on the field instead of a Blake Jarwin or a Dalton Schultz? No, because I think you're, you're gonna put. You're, you're still gonna use Jarwin. You're still gonna use Schultz. I, I think that. Um, I, I think again, like the, 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 what you just said about you know them limiting his snaps, him coming in like what, sixty snap a game. Uh, the rest of the snaps are going to those guys, you know. So I, I think that you're gonna still get the opportunities for those for the, for that stuff with um, with Jarwin and with Schultz. Uh, and then with Witten, you know, you get all the other stuff that Witten's great at. You know, like I, I, listen, I, I think that if if that's what's coming in, I'm uh, after you confirming that with with John Jock Taylor's tweet right there, like that makes me feel great about this pick, this pickup. It's just the money that doesn't make me feel great either. Five million seems like a lot I don't, for a part time player. Sweat the money. Why, I don't understand why we even five million dollars. I mean, come on. Like this cap space I mean, is all just magic. Let's just be like it's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> People like compare, like worrying about the money. Give me a break. It's all a spreadsheet. They they know exactly how the money get paid. They know exactly how much money they have to play with. They know exactly how they want to lay out all these contracts. They know exactly how much signing bonus each player is going to get paid, plus or minus, and then they just adjust it on the other end of the spreadsheet. This, right. this worries about fitting people under the the salary cap is is silly at times. So. Uh... I don't know how to feel about the the signing yet. I, I still have mixed feelings. Uh, however, I, I think there's one thing we need to, to think about with this Witten signing. Think back to 2017 in the offense and why people were down, even me, about this offense. is because the, the offense felt slow, right? In 2017, that was one of the, one of the biggest things. Between Witten, between Des Bryant, the offense felt slow. 
I think you can make the case now that having Witten in the middle of the field isn't as big of a deal because you have more speed on the outside with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, right? I think it works it's better. At, yeah, I mean... Uh, and I, I, I can... If you're getting the same type of player that we saw in 2016, 2017, I agree. As long as Cooper and Gallup can keep safeties back, I think it's going to be fine. What concerned me is that last season with Dez and Witten, teams were just crowding the line of scrimmage, and the Cowboys had no way to beat them down the field. I'm just not sure if that's the same problem we have now. No, especially with Gallup. And look, now what this does is that now you can go out and get a, a whatever receiver you want. Like, you don't have to necessarily get a slot guy. You don't have to, I mean, because you, you, you can use the slot. Well, okay, but do we, are they going, are they going to do that? Because le- yesterday at his press conference, Stephen Jones made it sound like Alan Hearns is going to be back. Well, yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't preclude them from taking a wide receiver. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, like they could still have wide, uh, that guy uh, uh, and then take an, another wide receiver d- d- down the road if they want. I, I don't think that that necessarily precludes it. I just, it just may change. I, I think what this does is that this changes the urgency of that position. Like uh, now they That's now fair. they can wait a little bit later in the draft and, and take a flyer on an upside guy that may you know they don't have to necessarily. Uh, you know, here's what I would love to see them do: go get a. a Oh, who's that kid from Ohio State? Um, Paris Campbell? Yeah, like go get one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're not going to re-sign Tavon Austin, which I don't know if they are, uh, go get another gadget guy who you can all, has some upside as a receiver as well. You could use him in, in, in that kind of role as early on as a rookie as he starts to learn and develop the other aspects of the wide receiver position. And now you can afford to spend a draft pick on that guy because you don't also have to go get a uh, a third down conversion machine because now between Cooper and Witten and, and, and Zeke and all these guys and, and Gallup and Jarwin, I think you've got – what you need there covered to a certain degree. Now you can add even more juice. And, and and look, here's here's the best part. As the game gets more and more spread out, as the Cowboys can stretch the field more horizontally and vertically, Witten ha- gets more and more value as a middle-of-the-field receiver because he's huge. I mean, like, if you look at what these receivers, these tight ends that they're coming out now, you know, they're basketball players, whatever. The one thing that Witten has is he's a big wide target who can sit in the middle of the field. He knows how to sit into zones and these linebackers, they're getting smaller and smaller. So, so he, he's able to box out. He's able to take, a, uh, you know, he, that can go through his entire progression and then still have big Witten, who's maybe a yard and a half away from his defender, but you can still put the ball right on him and the defender can't do anything about it. So I think there's value there. And I think that, uh, I think that we'll find it more and more. I, I just think that they need to be more judicious about his snap counts. And it sounds like that's the plan they have. All right, my last question for you is kind of how all of this affects the Cowboys in free agency in the draft because you know kind of you know now you're looking at their positions of need and all of a sudden we kind of don't think tight end is a, 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 as big of a need because they have three guys that can play. So what are their biggest needs now heading into free agency and are, are do you think they can fill them you know over the next couple of weeks or is it going to take up until the draft to get all these filled? I mean the, the best part about this play is that it gives you a viable option to kind of complete your tight end class in a way that maybe only Eifert would have. Now, here, now you know, here's mm-hmm. the thing. Signing Eifert was, is still, was still a great plan, you know, and, and, and I think this kind of gives you 
something similar to that, except you you don't get the same kind of player that Eifert is, right? The, the downside with Eifert is injury, uh, you know, learning the scheme, all that stuff. Uh, and, and Eifert can do a lot of things athletically, um, but I think Eifert doesn't quite do the, you know, sitting in zone, getting off, the, you know, being a third down kind of guy, that a reliable blanket sort of player like that, that, that Witten does. Everything else, Eifert's probably better, right? But I, I think right. outside of Eifert and the injury risk that he provides, this is a fantastic move because this guy knows your system. This guy knows all your players. This guy steps, walks right in as, as your leader, a leader on your offense, right? And, and, and I think... There's less risk of injury, even though he's 37 years old. Uh, and uh, I know. And I think and he's probably it sounds like he's willing to do the, the what it takes to, you know, allow these other guys opportunity. And that's the thing about Eifert. You know, they say what you will. Eifert and Jarwin, like Eifert was going to eat into Jarwin's snaps, which is, you know, I mean, fine. If as long as Tyler, as fine, as yeah. as Tyler Eifert was great. But we still don't know what Jarwin is. I mean, Jarwin may be something special as a receiving tight end. I mean, he's shown flashes of that. So this opportunity gives, fills out what you need at the tight end position and allows those guys to develop. And the other thing about this too, is that the more you can do to solidify yourself at positions that are deep in this draft, the more likely the chances are the players that you need to fall to you will fall to you, right? Like, so if you, if you're comfy at tight end, a, a, a draft that is deep in tight end is going to be very helpful for, to you because every tight end that gets drafted above where you pick is another guy right. that's getting pushed down to you, right? Right. And I think that that's where we're going to get it. Is they, they're going to get – I think they're hopefully going to get this free safety from that played up in the Northwest uh, very well, soon. Well, that was going to be my next question is, if, if, if assuming the Cowboys do get Earl Thomas, and we both kind of still think that's going to happen – all of a sudden, you don't have many needs. Exactly. Yeah. Not big needs on the roster, right? You still need more defensive line depth, and we've been talking about defensive tackle. But other than that, there's not a, there's not a gaping hole in this roster. So then right? here becomes the question. If you are able to fill those kind of gaps like that, and you walk into the draft clean, right? I mean, you, you probably – let's just say that they do all the things that we're assuming they're going to do, right? So right. Re-sign they De- re-sign Demarcus get Lawrence. Prescott. Yeah, sign, you know – Whatever they they resign all these guys, resign some of their own guys with with deals, uh, and and you know now they've got Witten. Let's say they get Earl Thomas, obviously as well. Uh, they walk into the draft pretty clean, right? I mean, defensive sure. line is probably still a thing, obviously because of Gregory and all that. Now, what you have the opportunity to do is if you if you really wanted to, you probably could handle taking that second and third round pick and trading up a little bit and going to get a guy that you like. Because this depth in this draft, I mean, you know better than I, but this depth in this draft draft for defensive linemen, especially in the first two rounds, is epic. And there's a very high likelihood that a guy that you really, really like may fall into the 40s. You know, and if you could if you could get all the way up to, I don't know, 46, 47, I know it's not a lot, and I know you're giving up two picks for it, but at the end of the day, if you filled a lot of holes and you have an opportunity to go get a guy who can be dynamic on your defensive line, now we're cooking with gas. You know, and Suddenly you get a, I, another I, guy like I, that. Here's the other thing you could do. And again, if you felt like your defensive tackle situation was good enough for this season, you could take a risk in the second round like the Cowboys are used to doing. 
So could you go up and get a Jeffrey Simmons? Mm. You know, that, a guy that might not play at all this season, but is a top 10 type of talent? That wouldn't shock me. But I, I, I guess I struggle with this because I'm, I'm kind of confused as to what the Cowboys – are they trying to build a long-term contender or are they trying to compete right now? The way that Stephen Jones kind of talked about things yesterday and the move today of Jason Witten kind of makes me seem like they're going to be all in this year. I, I, so maybe, I agree. Maybe, that, maybe they're going to have to get a player at 58 or in the 40s that can come in and at least give you meaningful snaps. I, I don't think – yeah, I don't think doing something like the Justin Simmons things makes sense with all the other stuff that they've been doing this offseason because that's a long-term play. I, I think that they need a guy, want a guy in that with that first pick who is another – set of juice you know another guy that can really immediately help this team and I think that you know when you look at the positions like tight end like that is not a position that people come in uh, from their in their first year especially probably in the second round and make a huge impact it's just it's not very common and so especially if you're getting like the sixth or seventh tight end right so um, I just think that they're setting themselves up to they and they normally do this right they normally set themselves up to kind of you know paper over the cracks to get by into the draft and then see what play the draft as it falls to them i think the difference here is that you know more than normal the names that we're hearing uh, assigned to the you know kind of papering over are more premier names right like i mean i don't know that any other season we would have talked about going after an Earl Thomas. I mean, you know, or, mm. or I mean, Jason Witten at, was at 5 million. Is, yeah, it's kind of pricey, but. Uh, well, let me, let me update that really quickly. Uh, Adam Schefter said that the deal is a one year, three and a half million dollar oh, deal with incentives. So it, I'm assuming the team or the agent reported 5 million, the team's reporting three and a half, probably split it. And you're talking about four and a quarter or something like that. So uh, at least a little bit better. Um, Calvin Watkins of The Athletic tweeted, there's no signing bonus for Witten, so that basically means there's probably not a lot of guaranteed money in the deal. Even better. Um, the, the final thing that I wanted to, to say, and please feel free to comment, is Adam Schefter tweeted that there was some in the Cowboys organization that believed that Jason Witten didn't like the TV life. He wanted to get back into the game so he could uh, start coaching soon. So maybe this is part of the transition. Take his snaps down, let him help develop these tight ends, and if things work out, maybe he becomes a tight end coach or an offensive coordinator over the next couple of years. We've seen we've seen this happen many, many times. I, it's very possible, and I know that they really like their, their tight ends coach right now for more than just tight end coaching. So, um, you know, that maybe the, the idea is that if things go well, that he re-retires at the end of the season, maybe he becomes your tight end coach, you know, and, and wouldn't shock, wouldn't me. shock me either. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Lynn and at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier and we will see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.